When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Want more Gators Breakdown? Join Gators Breakdown Plus. Starting at $3 a month, get access to unique episodes, plus a blog, chat room, giveaways, shoutouts, and more. Gators Breakdown Plus is furthering the interaction with fans and listeners like you. Head to gatorsbreakdown.supportingcast.fm to join Gators Breakdown Plus today. Gators Breakdown, because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Coming at you, Bryce Lovett, offensive lineman, commits to the Gators, giving the Gators five commits for this 2023 class. We'll get into it all right here on this episode of Gators Breakdown. Before we do, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. If you're watching on YouTube, look, just got to commit. You never know when these are. I mean, we knew this one was scheduled, but you never know when they're coming. But this was in the middle of the day. I'm going to throw an episode out there. So since it's out there, if you subscribe, you'll get that notification that there's a new episode of Gators Breakdown out there. So this one's already out there waiting for you on the heels of the commitment of Bryce. Love it. Hit that like button, please. It really, really helps us out here on Gators Breakdown. Leave a comment. What do you think about the commit? What do you think about the class so far? A lot of big targets coming up. We'll get into it on this episode as well. And be sure to check us out at the home of Gators Breakdown, news4jacks.com slash Gators Breakdown. All right, Gator Nation, here we go. We got to commit. Bryce Lovett from Rockledge, Florida. Three-star offensive tackle, 6'5", 330 pounds. He is the 726th overall player on the 24-7 sports composite. 61st ranked offensive tackle. Let's go to on three. In the on three consensus, ranks love it as the 774th overall player and the 76th interior offensive lineman. So a couple changes there, 24-7, label him as an offensive tackle on three in interior offensive linemen. You'll see why when we get into just the discussion here on Bryce Lovett. But this one's been trending ever since Lovett has been on campus five times. Five times since Billy Napier has been hired. That led the way to him commit to, to, for him to commit to Florida over the likes of Missouri, Iowa State, and Louisville. His brother Zachary is a linebacker at Missouri. Lovett has played right tackle in high school and says Florida would like him to play tackle, but he feels he can play anywhere along the offensive line. 
He'll need to slim down a bit for that, but sounds like that is the plan. Get in shape, start out at tackle for the Gators. Love it speaks highly of Florida utilizing their two offensive line coaches along you know, with the support staff, six total coaches to focus on that position group. That's going a long way. And then, look, I know we, we'll peek at the stars and see as a three-star recruit out there, and we'll get, in some of those, we'll get into some of those higher-ranked offensive linemen that are on the board coming up. We'll get into that in just a bit. But there's a track record with this staff, putting out offensive linemen, putting them in the NFL from a place like Louisiana where Billy Napier just came from. Just a couple of weeks ago in the NFL draft, Max Mitchell was drafted in the fourth round, adding the 2020 NFL draft picks as well. Robert Hunt drafted in the second round that year. Kevin Dotson drafted in the fourth round that 2020 NFL draft. So that type of development needs to continue here. Talked about the staff. They were a big selling point here for Lovett. And the staff's been selling that point, you know, using the two offensive line approach, development, putting players in the league, even at a place like Louisiana. So, yeah, maybe a three-star here, but you can see there's a track record for development. Rob Sale, Darnell Stapleton need to hit it again right here. So, talking about development, what type of player are the Gators getting here? Corey Bender from On3, Gators Online, gives his analysis of the newest Gators commit. With Bryce Lovett, Florida's getting a kid who's extremely aggressive in the run game. He's definitely a good drive blocker, does a good job of pumping his legs until the whistle is blown. I think overall, the one thing he can do a better job of is you know, improving his pad level and playing with leverage. Once that happens, you'll see a lot of guys, because you'll see when he plays, he'll, he'll push guys out of the play. A lot of times he'll put them on their back, but there's times he won't. And I think as he learns how to play with better leverage and get underneath his opponents, along with getting stronger, I think that part of his game will really take off. And, and that's probably his best strength right now. That's why I think with Florida, he has good positional versatility. Um, they're going to start him off of offensive tackle. But they also said that doesn't work. Guards a good natural fit as well. And that makes sense just due to his overall ability in the run game. And as far as in pass protection, um, he can definitely work on some stuff from a technique standpoint. Um, as far as his reaction time as well, as far as sliding his feet and mirroring opponents, I think that part of his game's a work in progress. But he definitely... Working with Rob Seal and Darnell Stapleton, who have good technicians to learn from. And with most offensive linemen, other than the highly, highly regarded kids or transfers, a lot of these kids have time. Um, they're not forced into playing in year one. So I think the biggest improvement he'll be able to make is in pass protection. And that's why I think offensive guard, in my opinion, might be the better fit uh, down the line. I think he's just a very aggressive kid really does a good job of leaning on opponents and um, you know pushing them out of the play and always playing until the whistle is uh, blown. So he's an aggressive kid who plays with a lot of uh, with a lot of heart, a lot of energy, and he's definitely coachable as well. So I definitely like this addition with uh, Bryce Lovett. I think he's far from a finished product, and thankfully for Florida, they're not going to be uh, expected to throw him into the mix right away. Very interested in seeing where how the development goes here. It uh, sounds like the plan is to start at tackle, but if it's going to if it's going to happen, then development as a pass blocker, as you heard Corey say, that'll have to be there eventually. If he doesn't develop there for whatever reason, well, there is a plan, you know, to move him inside. Position versatility, big, big plus here for Lovett, and it's great at that position group. It's great at the offensive line that this one can go a couple of ways. 
But there's a, there's a track record out there, just, of course, of this staff mentioning the NFL draft picks, of, of them figuring it out. We'll see how the Gators finish out this offensive line class as well as far as where guys fit. Already have Najee Harris, who fit, he fits very well in a power run scheme, and it seems like Lovett does as well. Gators have a good start up front to be able to, to run the ball once Napier and the staff, this offensive staff, gets their players in. I don't think this is a full indication, at least right now, uh, that, that Napier wants to be this, if you want to put a number on it, the 60-40 run-pass ratio team. But I do think it signifies, I mean, given his history at Louisiana, look, we know Billy Napier wants to run the ball. I don't think this is really a indication that's just going to be only a power rush team. I think it signifies, and I think it is essential to be able to run the ball when you want to. Wear down a defense. Set up big plays down the field off of play action. Convert those short yardage plays. Salt a game away. And there's more than just being a run team when you start putting together a class like this. Now, that could end up being the case. I don't think it will be. I do think Billy Napier wants to open it up a bit more than what he did at Louisiana. If he has a First of all, you got to recruit the quarterback position that way too to be able to be able to you know to be able to do that. But I think you also want to be able to run the ball when you want to. You want to be able to dictate what you want to do, and that's that's filling out everything. So there's a situational aspect to this as well. I'm looking at it right now as not an indication of 60-40, maybe even more of running the ball. I think it's more of an indication, hey. We want to dictate what we want to do on offense. Of course, that will come out. As I said, it's interesting to watch out how Florida fills out the rest of this offensive line class. We'll get into that in just a second. That'll go a long way in determining this, too. But with just two commits right now on the offensive line, do they shift or look more towards run style? Yes. But I'm not sure it really signifies an overall offensive approach of being just this run-heavy team. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Bryce Lovett is the fifth commitment of the 2023 class. He joins four stars Aaron Gates and Najee Harris, along with three-star wide receivers Cree Whittemore and Tyree Patterson. The addition of Lovett, the Gators are ranked in that top 30 range in the class of 2023 right now. And we know, start looking at it, two four-stars, three three-stars. Florida's going to. Need to start hitting those top targets out there. Finish this class. Plenty in the running. Plenty in the running that you know to add that the Gators are in for. We love it being an offensive line recruit. Let's start there. Then move to who then let's move to who could be next. The next commitment for the Gators. Both angles right here are, are filled with some of the best recruits where the interest goes both ways from the target to the Gators. So as I mentioned, two offensive line commits in the class right now with Najee Harris, now love it in the class. With that foundation, 
Gators 2023 offensive line class could fill in with some of the top offensive linemen in the country. Orlando's Peyton Kirkland, let's start there. He has the Gators near the top as he is part of that trio that will announce on July 23rd. Florida, Miami, Oklahoma battle, it seems right now, for the top 200, 300-ish offensive tackle. Official visit, now scheduled for June the 10th to Florida. Alabama, Michigan State also in the mix as well, but seems to be right now as we're in mid-May, Florida, Miami, Oklahoma battle. But, of course, if Alabama's on the list, you're not ever counting them out. Another offensive line target, offensive tackle target, Lucas Simmons. He was ready to announce a top five that did not include Florida a few weeks ago, but after visiting the spring game, he's delayed his top five. He'll take an official on, to Florida on June the 10th as well. So two big offensive line targets visiting June the 10th. Helling from Sweden, currently plays for Clearwater Academy International, four-star, 6'7", 300-pound offensive tackle prospect, Look, he's the 176th player in the country on the 24-7 sports composite and 128th on the on three consensus. So big time target right here for the Gators at that. More of a true offensive tackle right here. Uh, the Gators would be getting in Lucas Simmons. Uh, good that they've got him delayed decision. He's been on campus. You've seen the social media push uh, with him as well out there. Lucas Simmons, Gators definitely have put their name in the mix there for his services. Ranked even higher on the hundred as the hundred and thirteenth on three consensus and the hundred and sixty fourth overall player in the country. That's 20, on twenty four seven sports. That's Orange Park, Florida offensive lineman Roderick Kearney. Hundred and thirteenth in the on three consensus. Hundred sixty fourth on twenty four seven sports. Projected as an interior offensive line. FSU was thought to be leading. You heard Corey Bender uh, talk about that a couple weeks ago when we were discussing Kearney, but Florida's made a huge move here, huge push here this past spring. He's been one of those players that's kind of been rocking those vintage Gator clothes out there that have been sharing from players. But an aggressive mauler, he's in no hurry to make a decision. So we're going to probably have to wait this one out. 6'4", 300 pounds. Plays in a run-heavy system in high school there in Orange Park. Shows the ability to pull get to the second level, but he does have experience at tackle, but will likely play inside in college. So another player, maybe some position versatility, maybe a backup at tackle if need be, uh, like love it if you, if you get into a pinch. Uh, but aggressive, an aggressive mindset there along the offensive line. So leaning towards that run-heavy style we'll see like i said we'll see how this class fills out before i go full on board all right yeah florida's just going to be this <laughs> you know power power run team look I, you can be both you can be you can be balanced and that can be a power run team and a balanced attack with a complementary passing game but i don't think at any point i'm not sitting here trying to say, also say that florida's ever going to be this consistently now throw it 40 times a game. Then there might be times you have to. Might be times where, I mean, you go back to his Louisiana and, and Levi Lewis, there were a couple of times you saw her there. Had a lot of success. There were some games there. He, he threw the ball a lot, needed to. Offense was 
you know, the, the opposing defense was just set up to stop the run, going to shut down the run game. You got to be able to go on the other way. But I do think Billy Napier wants to set up this offense to, to be pretty balanced. And it's not going to be balanced unless, I mean, look, I, mean, I think Florida wanted to be more balanced in 2020, but couldn't be. You had to rely on trash. You had to rely on Pitts and Tony. But what happened when Florida needed to stop the game away or get a crucial short yardage situation? We weren't able to. No matter how good that offense was, Florida still found themselves in a pinch sometimes by not being able to put ball games away. So that, that, that's where I lean towards, okay, yeah, we want to be able to throw the ball. We want to be able to run the ball. We, we want to be able to do both when we want to. Now, looking at these offensive linemen, it does kind of look like maybe a shift. And I do think this will always kind of shift more towards the run game, but I don't think it's going to be overwhelming, just to hit that point again. <laughs> um, three more offensive linemen I think we can bring up. It can raise that talent pro- profile. or A couple more uh, offensive linemen to kind of raise that talent profile at the position group. It's so needed. Florida needs a talent influx there. Started it there with Najee Harris. Hopefully, maybe Lovett can rise in the rankings through these next few months. Other names keep an eye on Miles McVeigh, 6'6, 358 pound, four star, top 150 ish player from East St. Louis, Illinois. He'll visit Florida in the fall that just came out. And then Tommy Kinsler at Trinity Catholic. Uh, won't really need. We thought he could be in the class already. Maybe Florida slow playing this one here. I'm not necessarily 100% sure here. A lot of people thought he'd be in the class by now. Uh, but I just talked about raising talent profile. This wouldn't necessarily, if you just want to go by rankings, wouldn't do that. Three-star, 6'6", 330. A lot of good size there, but not a highly ranked offensive lineman in that 800 range. So, Miles McVay, top 150-ish player. Roderick Kearney, right outside that top 100. Lucas Simmons, right outside that top 100. Peyton Kirkland, around that 200, 300 range. So, I mean, right there. Somehow, get most of those guys, and you're really raising the talent profile, and and Florida needs it. Florida needs it at that position. All right, so there's your look at offensive linemen who could be next in the class, but what about overall? What about the... Next commitment for the class of 2023. I think you start looking ahead and the obvious one, just because there is a set date, June 30th, for a commitment date, is a commitment date for running back Trayon Webb, Trinity Christian, Jacksonville. He's set to visit Florida once again, one more time, make that short trip from Jacksonville for his fourth visit this spring on May 21st. That's coming up. So that's when we have a set date for, but it, that may not be the next commitment. Could quarterbacks, Cormani McLean, A.J. Harris, and or both those guys, uh, you know, could they pop before then? There's this thought McLean will commit sometime in June with Trayon Webb right there at the very end of June, June 30th. McLean could very well be the next commit. That five-star, eight, eight just might be trending for Florida. Very well could be the next commit if he decides sometime in the next month. A.J. Harris could commit at any time. He and his family have stressed that they want a surprise out there. Florida received a solid commitment from him, but that fell off after it went public. We'll see if it affects his final decision or not. But there's two right there, two high-profile, two five-star cornerbacks. They could be the next commit. 
One more to throw out there. Will Norman from IMG. Can Florida gain another from a place that they have historically struggled? A top 100-ish player along that defensive line that the Gators can absolutely use. 6'4", 276 pounds. Getting another from IMG, you got that angle, you got that storyline. You're getting a top player, another angle, another storyline. Florida needs to get better. Norman could very well be the next to pop for the Gators. So I think if you want to start looking at it, maybe Webb's the only one that's got a set date. But McLean sometime in June. Harris, you just don't know when. Norman, the Gators are putting in great work behind the scenes right there. From IMG, keep that train going. Keep that storyline going. That that turns heads. That, puts, that keeps you in the spotlight. And you know, we'll, we'll keep it going with those trending hashtags, IMG. Connect the Gainesville to the G or, or Gators to the G. We'll keep it going out there. But there's a quick look at recruiting. On the heels of Bryce Lovett committing to the Gators, another offensive line commit for the Gators. Later this week on Gators Breakdown, we'll have another player interview. Donovan McMillan, one of the stars of the spring game, one of the stars of the spring. You heard Lorenzo Lingard last week on Gators Breakdown. Be sure to check that out if you have not yet, but McMillan was a name Lingard brought up. And this one's kind of been in the works for a little while anyway. I've been planning on getting McMillan on. So that's going to be this week. Later this week on Gators Breakdown, I'll release the episode probably midweek. So be on the lookout for that one. So recruiting, beginning of the week, would love it and his commitment and continuing with the players and their thoughts on this Gator program moving under the first year of Billy Napier. All right, that'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thanks for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown.